Welcome back to D2B2. You made it. You clicked on another episode, or you clicked on your first episode. Either way, I think that's pretty darn neat of you. Now let's sit back and enjoy as Nick and I spend a little over an hour in several rounds doing a two-person draft of video game characters for a fantasy football team. Giggity, giggity. B2 Sports, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Derek Weber. Nikki Sager, coming at you. Today is fr- 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 Friday. It's a Friday, and uh, we're feeling good about our Friday because we're sitting down and we are doing a mock fantasy football draft like we like to do. Do we ever? Of our video game characters we think could crush it on the football field. Now, there, there's a couple stipulations here, right? Yes, there are. Uh, single... Most important stipulation is that you can't actually use football players in football video games to build a football roster. Correct. Which is interesting because I was thinking about years and years ago, I'm going to date myself here, but I think it was Madden 93, 94 maybe? There was a time where the Deion Sanders, excuse me, Deion Sanders character was so fast that you could actually line him up on the edge on a kickoff. And as soon as you kick the ball off, switch control to him. And if you just pummeled the speed burst, he would get down the field so fast that he could actually catch the kickoff in the other end zone. And you could score a touchdown on every kickoff over and over and over again. (laughs) It was like the best cheat code after Bo Jackson in the original Tech Mobile. But I feel like it doesn't get any press. I don't know if I was the only 12-year-old to figure this out or it just never made it because the internet didn't exist back then. But it was like... You know, it's weird, but everything else about Dion normally gets such good press. Like, I'm actually surprised to hear that this did not get the press. Because, yeah. you know, typically Dion-centric things, you're getting mad press. This would have been primetime news. Primetime. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> I, feel, I believe I'm picking up what you're laying down there, mm-hmm. sir. God, I'm pumped about this one. This is, a, this is a draft I've been wanting to get into for some time. Obviously, the possibilities are very endless. But there's another caveat. We are exploding the Pokemon universe as we want to explore that in its own separate draft at a later time. That's what you call a teaser. That is a teaser. That was a teaser. Yeah, we like to tease. But uh, So we're excluding the Pokemon today. We are going with video game-centric characters from generations past and present. What are we going to do, eight rounds? I was thinking ten. Ten rounds. You want to stretch it out a little. I was thinking a little, a little stretcher, you know? If we get to eight, we're just like... We feel good with our teams. We can always call it. But we'll, we'll call uh, the ninth and 10th round compensatory round picks. In a two-team league. Yeah. With no free agency. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. I'm Love not here it. to argue. We'll do the ceremonial flipping of the coin to determine the first pick in the such, such ceremony. two-team snake round draft. Yeah. Ooh, I see a tails. What do you think? Oh, well, show me the other side. I got to know this is not a trick coin. I'm I thought you were going to ask me to show uh, show you my oh, tail. No, I've now seen the heads and the tails. All right, I trust the coin. It's legit. The validity of the coin. Which are you going to call? Uh, I will call it in the air, sir. Give it Ooh, a flipperoo. Coming up. 
Tails. Tails never fails. Heads. Ah. Oh. You want first or second, Holmes? This is tough because I'm. There's a guy. It's not a guy. <laughs> Segway. There's an individual that I, I really, really want. I'm going to go first. <clears throat> I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. The number one pick in the first ever video game fantasy football draft. I'm going in a total different direction than I went when we did our uh, Marvel draft. That was a team that was built around strength, size, a team that was just really going to punish you up and down, all over the field, offense and defense. This time we're going speed. And this is going to be a universally valuable character. Uh, we're thinking kick returns primarily. This will be better than the Devin Hester of kick returns. This will be better than the Chris Johnson of running backs. This will be better than Tyreek Hill at wide receiver. We're going to get the most out of the speed that I can use when I put Sonic the Hedgehog on the sideline. Donut Lord and the Blue Blur. Scratch another one off my list. That's a squirrely number one pick, sir, but yeah. It's actually a hedgehoggy number one pick. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, a, a rodent-adjacent number one pick. Tails would have been a squirrely number one pick. Tails would have been closer to squirrely, <laughs> at the very least. But go on. I mean, any any further elaborations on the amazing number one pick you've just placed? I mean, outside of ultimate top-end speed, we're talking acceleration. We're talking a guy that can literally spin himself into a whirlwind of a ball and then just blast off at full speed out of nowhere. We're talking a guy that, should there end up being a loop-de-loop on the field, no problem. If there ends up being trampolines on the field, something you can totally take advantage of. <laughs> also, I mean, based on this individual's love for gold coins, we might have an issue when free agency comes up down the line. He might be looking for a heftier contract than Team Nick is willing to give. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For now, we're going to take advantage of the Hedgehog Rookie Fund, which really does not pay him through the roof. No, the Hedgehog Rookie Fund is notoriously stingy, but it is there when it's needed, which is nice. It's always it's like a warm blanket, just feels good on you. Man, Sonic Hedgehog, curveball. I totally thought you were going to go strength again. I like for sure thought I thought I thought it was going to be like some monstrosity of a dude. Well, I don't want to be too predictable. No, I love it, man. Hey, we're, we're switching things up a bit. And I was terrified that if I gave you two back-to-back picks, I wasn't getting my hog of hedges. You know, uh, I actually didn't have – I somehow had neglected to have Sonic on my list. I had uh, not thought of that universe. So you've opened my eyes to something great. Disappointing. Yeah. but uh, He comes this... at you from the book of Genesis, First Testament. <laughs> Sega. Sega. <laughs> Strong pick, sir. It, speedster for days – Got just range where he can catch. You can put the ball up anywhere, and he'll just fast enough to just get to the ball. No just matter chuck where it up it is. and get it. Go get it. Not to mention a strong vertical, an underrated facet of Sonic the Hedgehog's game. A very strong vertical. I don't know what the the knock on him is only size, but he makes up for it with the speed and the and the leaps for days. There we go. Yeah, into it as a pick, but I'm not gonna let that deter my strategy with these first two picks at least. And my first one has, in fact, shared a video game with one Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. A weird video game in which characters collide from many universes of video games in ritualistic combat. <laughs> and uh, they're all just buddies in this universe, but they like to beat the shit out of each other, which is a friendship I can respect. 
It's what you really want in a friend. Yeah. Is a guy that's willing to beat the piss out of you. Precisely. So, my number one pick is large. He's a turtle-type creature mm. slash dinosaur-type creature. He breathes fire. He is one of the most notorious legends in the game industry. One, Bowser. <laughs> Lion, like, I mean, protection for days. Going to get to the quarterback. Surprisingly agile for his enormous size. Like, the man can move. I would also advertise that probably not a lot of injury risk, right? If there's ever a situation where he might encounter an injury, he's just going to curl up inside the shell. Yeah, do that crazy spin thing Some that he does. Ultimate durability. Yeah. And, I mean, this is a man who's competed in so many events over the years. You're talking tennis. You're talking kart <laughs> racing. You're talking getting beat up by a plumber in a variety of circumstances through space, water parks, all sorts of, like, tour locales. So... He's not going to be weary of the travels. He, like Everything. The road conditions are not going to bother him at all. Grasslands, desert areas. There's no climate in which Bowser will not succeed. Yeah, or ultimately maybe fail. But well. succeed first and then eventually fail. It just feels like a leadoff number one that <laughs> is hard to ignore. And my second, I'm actually going to stick with iconic Nintendo villains. Mm. And bounce over to Ganondorf for my number two pick here. I, for similar reasons, but different. So where I've got Bowser more in the trenches, I've got Ganondorf... As kind of my floating DB, also kind of captain of the defense, and uh, maybe even playing some tight end. You know, he's got some burst, he's got some size, uh, he does that crazy dash forward thing. Uh, he's pretty sl slow and lumbering in the Smash cannon, but in the Zelda cannon, usually quite swift. And for that reason, I'm rocking with Ganondorf, second pick overall. I mean, you're talking use of the Triforce. You're talking godlike abilities. I mean, the guy wields an unbelievably large sword, which... Oh, extremely maybe, big sword. Probably not allowed to bring the sword onto the field, but, I mean, that's got to be some intense forearm strength. Probably going to get off the block if you can hold a sword like that, right? Tremendous point. I like what you got going on there. I had 100% had again and flagged as a, as a later round pick. But I should have known, being the, the Zelda fan that you are, that I was not going to be able to get away with this. But what can you do? You live and learn, baby. Hey, you right? you you grow with the draft, sir. You know, you, you you shift focus, you buckle down as a coaching staff, and you say, hey, where can we improve now? And I'm curious to see what you and your, uh, what your hive mind and your coaching staff have come up with. So you, you took a page uh, out of my book in terms of building a roster, where you went size and you went sheer physical strength and ability much like i did when we did the uh, the marble draft and now i gotta i mean again i gotta i gotta zig you know if you zag and i'm just gonna hope that i can find enough size in the video game world to fortify my front down the line i love a good fortified front i like a good fortified back love a good fortification so i'm gonna go ahead and and, and shear up 
the do you shear something up or do you shore something up? Do you shore I think it up? You shore it up. What if it's a sheep? I think you'd shear up to shore it up. Wait, are you saying cheer up? Like with a C, you cheer up a sheep? Uh, I mean, does the shearing cheer? I think or... you can cheer up a sheep right after you shear down the sheep. So you shear down all the wool, and then you have to cheer it up because it's naked. Yeah, well, and that's just to shore it up so that its spirits are high for the future. Yeah, and it reacquires the wool. Exactly, yeah. Otherwise, down-spirited sheep, yep. no wool reacquisition. Thus keeping the circular economy that we just created going. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the circle of life. It's the circle of sheer. It's the circle of sheer. Well. Not yeah. to be confused with a sheer circle, which oh. would just be a very soft circle. Which would be, be a, a, a tremendous amount of bishops in a circle all shearing their sheep. <laughs> I was picturing more like a velvety curtain circle that's just very soft and sheer. Oh. With bishops inside? I mean, the bishops can be in there if they want to. Why? This what is a safe space. It sounds like a, a, a hell of a circle. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly classy enough for the bishops. This got out of hand. We're going to get back on track here. It's only the we've only done one and a half rounds, and we're already delving into sheep and circles and bishops and shearing. On it. it's, I, back on page. page yeah, one. if you actually just listed all those different items, that would sound like weird collectibles in a board game. <laughs> like you have to have like five sheep to get a bishop, and then like one, like three bishops creates the circle. Yeah, right. Yeah, that that'd be like the plateau. Where, in the end, you wind up with the cones of Dunshire. <laughs> you forgot about the essence of the game. It's about the cones. I got What's a, your number second pick? I got to fire off the number back second. end of this defense. Number, number uh, two and a half. I'm going to throw number two and number three at you simultaneously because they're going to be the back end of my defense. I'm going to come up with a, a free safety, strong safety combo. That is hopefully going to have enough abilities to counteract whatever offense abilities you throw at me when you start filling out those positions. I think that based on the direction you started, I can hopefully put together a back end of my defense that will slow down whatever you throw at me in the future. And I'm going to go back to back tandem Mortal Kombat characters that I think could be brothers. I don't know the backstory. I'm sure there is a backstory that I should have familiarized myself before this because I was hoping this would play out this way. Maybe they're just enemies from a fiery world in the past, but I'm going to throw Sub-Zero and Scorpion as free safety and strong safety. Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Deadliest of enemies. But slaves under my power. Because yeah. I'm anticipating whatever offense you might have, whether it's got unbelievable speed, flight ability, jumping ability, if I can throw a blast of ice at it and freeze it, then that's going to give me the ability to pull out Scorpion's spear on a rope, chuck it, and pull him right back and not throw him to the ground. I think those two in tandem, it's going to be tough to come up with an offense that can get around both of those. And it doesn't even have to be in that order. You can spear the guy, insert, get over here noise from Mortal Kombat, right? Get Raise over him, here. throw him to the ground. This is a, a, a nasty duo. Very, it's, very nasty. It's going to make it tough to move the ball downfield for sure in terms of big plays down the field. That is going to be a tough area of the football field for my team to access. You're going to have to reevaluate. You're going to have to play chunk, chunk offense. you got to go five yards at a time. Yeah, and that's fine because uh, – I've got I've got some players that can do it in mind. 
And uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to get to one of my weapons right now. One of my downfield threats is the Prince of Persia <laughs> from the p franchise with the Sands of Time amongst other games. Mm. Releasing the sand turns back time. Only the holder of the dagger is aware of what's happened. So The franchise known as Prince of Persia. Yeah, with installments such as the Sands of Time. <laughs> and uh, the Prince of Persia, very athletic, super into parkour, which I think pays off in terms of like leaping over guys, stuff like that. Definitely translates well. And most of all, manipulates time. <laughs> so he's just going to freeze time as the football field is like getting stretched out. And he's just going to take that little plug up the middle between these two safeties that Nick just drafted, catch the ball, get about 10 yards away, and then unfreeze time. And I'm just going to be like, where that, what happened? I don't know what's going on right now. Oh, I and can't freeze the Prince, time if it's frozen. And then Prince of Persia is going to... I think I said that wrong. I can't freeze a guy if the time is already frozen. Exactly. Hey, you're not going to get it. Your ice blast is going to be like like in freeze frame coming out of your hand. You're going to put, the, you're gonna put the, the freeze skill in freeze frame by freezing time? Yeah. That's a good counter draft pick. Yeah. Prince of Persia. And then I got to consult my list here. Oh. Uh, for, I've got a lot of good ones, but like I need You've to... already been thrown for a loop if you got to go to the list. Oh, no, I've got to I've just I've got a handful of contenders here. This next one is going to be my quarterback. And it's a surprising quarterback pick because mm. he's huge and he's physically insanely strong. But we're we're going to run a really weird wildcat offense through him. And that's Kratos from the God of War series. Oh. On our journey, we will be attacked by all manner of creature. To be effective in combat, a warrior must not feel for his enemy. That's bust a out Kratos here. Tremendous pick. Definitely a two-way player. I can't imagine. Oh, he's going to play on my defense as well, but he's going to play my quarterback position. I, uh, I trust him. I think he's going to have some laser precision and uh, deep throws in his arm. I think he's got the commanding leadership that one would desire. Uh, it's going to be a really, like, mean leadership. Like, he's just going to be, like, yelling at people. But this <laughs> team is not soft. We've got Bowser, Ganondorf, uh, the Prince of Persia. Yeah. These are guys that can take a verbal beating and yeah. respond well. Exactly. Uh, this team is hard-nosed football. And it's going to be led by Kratos, the god of war. I'm bummed out about Kratos. That was another guy that I, I had on my roster. A quarterback is a curious position to put him in, but I like the ability there. It's uh, it's almost like a, a very athletic... Let me ask you this question first before I get to this. Is Kratos right-handed or left-handed? Or perhaps ambidextrous? I would presume ambidextrous. The I way shouldn't he have given you that these weapons all the time and stuff. Would you have come up with that on your own? I mean, no, it wasn't a direct uh, part of why I was drafting him, but I would presume ambidextrous as you asked the question. I just gave it to you on a platter. Yeah, it says, here you go. That's nice of you, though. We're friends around here. This is a was, friendly draft. I was thinking that I was I would have compared uh, Kratos to the, the hefty lefty former Giants quarterback Jared Lorenzen, who at one time was a 330-plus pound quarterback in the NFL. Although... Not quite of the same physical stature as Kratos. Kratos is uh, a bit more agile than that. <laughs> put it lightly. 
Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> he's going to be a bold. Try tackling Kratos in the in the pocket. Pocket collapses. What are you going to do against this guy to take him to the ground? Uh, myself? I mean, yes, you I, personally. I, myself, I'm not going to do. I'm that. pooping my pants if I've lined up across from Kratos as me as a human. With, with good reason. Yeah. But that's my third and fourth pick, sir. What do you got for me? A couple bullets in the chamber. Well, I think I, I think I'm gonna have to address. I'm gonna have to address the offensive line here because you you've put together a, a, a formidable defensive front in terms of Gannon. Is it Gannon or Gannondorf? Well, it's Gannondorf. So it really depends on which time you're battling him. Sometimes it's Ganondorf when he's in like his full human-like form, mm. and then he when he transforms into like more of a beastly form, it's typically like the beastly Ganon. It's terrifying in both both regards. Oh, horrifying! And another facet of why I drafted him that he's got this extra form where he just transforms into like a giant boar thing, <laughs> which is like pretty cool to use sometimes. But that's more of a trick play from us. We won't be relying on it too heavy. Just every once in a while, all of a sudden there's a giant boar on the field. Well, I gotta find a way to slow that down, and I think if you need to come up with a way to stop two massive guys on the defensive line, what better way to do so than drafting a character that literally has four arms? So I'm gonna stick with my Mortal Kombat theme, and I'm gonna draft Shiva. Go back to the gutters, street rat. Initially introduced in Mortal Kombat 3, a monstrous physical specimen with both two right arms and two left arms, which should hopefully at least give me a prayer of slowing down both of these guys at once, and also presumably without drawing any holding penalties. Because if you have four arms, you should never get called for holding. Can you imagine how good of a blocker... Anybody, think of the worst blocker in the NFL. He has to play for the Giants. I don't care who. It's got to be probably Nate Solder right now. If you put four arms on that guy, Pro Bowl immediately. <laughs> Without question. I have no argument. Yeah, if you give that player in the NFL four arms, I would, <laughs> yes, I wholeheartedly agree. Immediate Pro Bowl. <laughs> and which I still wouldn't watch for the record. I would watch the Pro Bowl if everybody had four arms. Like cybernetic arms? Yes. Actually, I would. I'd, I'll join him on this. I would watch the Pro Bowl if the Pro Bowl evolves to a point where we're giving players extra, like, cybernetic limbs. But I would probably demand that they actually tackle people instead of just playing this two-hand touch hybrid of football that they were playing. Oh, yeah, I forgot they did that. I didn't, yeah. Understandably so, because it was forgettable. Yeah. And not to be one of those old guys, but remember when the Pro Bowl meant something... I don't even care if it means something. I just want it to be something that resembles football. <laughs> but it is what it is. It doesn't have to be. I actually don't really care that much, to be honest, about it. But the it's Pro really Bowl. bad to watch. Yeah, I, I'm not going to watch it, but yeah. And Give me your Mambo gonna, number five, your Lou Bega pick. I think I, think I have a, a, a guy that's enough of a sleeper that I don't need to address this right now. So I'm going to go back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm going to get a guy that I think should be a standout receiving option. A little bit off the radar. I'm going a little bit back in time. But uh, I, th I think that the abilities that I can take out of Fox McCloud from the game Star Fox. Fox, we're under attack. Help us out here.
Do a barrel roll. 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 As a wide receiver, I think the only way you stop him is if you have my combination of safeties, right? If you can put Fox McCloud, who's a guy that A, has incredible speed, B, can jump with unbelievable amounts of air, C, after he jumps, can fly, and then what's, what comes after that? Fly, uh, uh, like C. in letters? Oh, yeah. uh, D. Delta. Yeah, Delta. Delta. While flying, he can throw fire down on the ground from his lower body. Yeah. I mean, the fire toss part of it is pretty impressive. The, the, the dash thing he can do is pretty impressive. Yeah, so you're talking speed, jump, fly, fire. This was the guy that I was afraid that you may have come up with to counteract my Sub-Zero. That would be the way to put out the ice that I'm throwing on you. Well, like I said, you can't you can't ice my receiver if he stops time. Uh, well, that's only one receiver. <laughs> what if he's hurt? Oh, Prince of Persia doesn't get hurt? Nah. <laughs> All right. Nice. Star Fox. I, I didn't expect you to have Star Fox quite this early. I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh... I didn't necessarily have Star Fox this early either, but he definitely was on my big board here. And let's jump over with my next pair of picks. I'm going to lob one at you here. I'm going to lob an odd pick at you here. And this character was one that I was not able to draft in our hero draft we did in mm. crossover with the Morons of the Multiverse. Because she has not appeared in a Marvel movie yet. As a matter of fact, she's never been in a television series. She's never been in anything filmed at all. Only on the comic book pages. And is the lead character of a video game. The Avengers video game that came out last year. Mm. And that is one Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. Every hero has to start somewhere, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, of course. You are very wise for one so young. Thanks. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> <laughs> Kamala Khan. Hmm. I will remember your name. <laughs> I can't believe I just met the God of Thunder. Mind blown. I feel... Now, I would never draft any of those other Avengers because they're much more famous for the movies. But Miss Marvel was unavailable to me in the sports draft, but is the lead character of this video game in which she has to reassemble the dismantled Avengers team. I'm tempted to throw a flag on this. Uh, I'm tempted to throw a flag. Temptation. Uh, I, I can understand your temptation. I'm, I'm fairly convinced that we have a other movie draft, non-Marvel related, coming down the works here, somewhere in the pipe. But she's not in those movies either. She's in no movies, only in comic books. And video games. Mm, uh, let me see here. Jury's call? Yep, we're going to allow it. Oh, nice. We're, we're going to allow it. it. Kamala Khan is my pick. And her ability is that she's super duper stretchy and also can grow like giant size and make giant hands and... Super long arms, super long legs. Multifunctional. She's very rubber bandy, <laughs> and I like rubber bandy. How are you gonna How are you gonna injure this woman on the playing field? You're not. She's just she's gonna absorb the tackles. 
how are you going to catch her? You're not. She's going to run on crazy 10-foot-tall stilt legs that she makes for herself. How are you going to prevent her from making a catch? You're not. Even if you harpoon her down, her I stretchy just... arm is going to reach up 10 feet in the air and make the catch. Insert Sub-Zero noise. Come here! It's, she's, a, she's a very nice compliment to the Prince of Persia and his ability to stop time. Uh, so that's my that's my pair of receivers right now. She she's a little bit more my uh, slot receiver, a little more middle of the field type of play, whereas Prince of Persia is going deep deep threat receiver. Deep deep threat. Deep threat. With my next pick. Oh yeah, it's time. This is a steal this late in the draft. Honestly. Oh, I'm nervous. He has his own television series coming soon on Paramount, which that trailer looked awesome, by the way. The Master Chief (laughs) from the Halo franchise. bringing Master Chief on the on the team. Insanely versatile player here. You could play him on either line at, at, towards the defensive end or on the uh, on the offense at tight end. That's kind of my primary focus here is like a tight end defensive end combo. Does he get to wear the armor on the field? Yeah, you it's have all to, part right? of his getup. What yeah. about the helmet? Yeah, the helmet, yes. You just whatever as you have. Is. Yeah, whatever you have, is. you rock with it. Yeah, play it. Play it like you lay it. Play it like you lay it. That's not a phrase. I mean, I like it. (laughs) Well, we can turn it into a phrase. It is. In today's play it like you lay it moment, we've got the Master Chief wearing his armor onto the gridiron. Tactical, brave, strong, fast. There's no weakness in this man. This is a outstanding player that my team is thrilled to have this late in the draft. I just looked this up, by the way. I checked the measurements. I went to the tape. We went to the combine, the Halo combine. And tight end seems like the position of choice, which you laid out very, very well, because it appears that Master Chief measures in at 6'10", 290. Oh, yeah. 6'10", 290, with some leaping ability while covered in armor. Yeah, yeah. That's a hell of a tight end. Pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. I would take Master Chief on the Giants. Oh fuck yeah! I would let the. I would be happy if the Lions paid Master Chief like seventy percent of their total salary. To <laughs> figure it out with the rest. I would be happy if the Giants paid Master Chief seven hundred percent of their total salary. <laughs> You're up for two, my friend. <clears throat> well, listen. You can't succeed without a quarterback. I think we we see this year in and year out. Right? Sure do. We've discussed how we're excited to see a little bit of a, a changing of the guard in the NFL. You're starting to see all the guys that we grew up with start to walk off into the sunset between Brady, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Manning, Rivers, presumably Rodgers pretty soon down the line. All the guys that we have seen success with have all played for teams that would have not have been anywhere near that successful without said quarterback, right? So I got to get one. It's time. I can't. I can't put this off anymore. And I think that's 
you know, when you're when you're talking about a good quarterback, a guy that's got a strong arm, a guy that can put the ball where he wants, in between coverage, you a lot of times you say, well, he's he's got a rocket for an arm, right? This guy's got a cannon. Well, I, I'm going to take a character that literally has a rocket for an arm. In <laughs> lead character from the Metroid series, Samus Aran. Samus. Yeah. Literally, her arm is made of a cannon. I mean, all the terms you use for great quarterbacks, whether it's someone that can pinpoint missiles, she literally shoots missiles out of her arm. I mean, you're talking about someone that can throw with anticipation, strong in the pocket, hopefully drop something while a defender is coming at her, lots of leaping ability. I think that if you can put a physical cannon on somebody's arm, there's no better way to not only succeed with good analogies, but also in a football game. I love the very literal cannon for an arm here that quarterback has. This is a tremendous pick. High upside, high athleticism, insanely experienced. You're talking a veteran presence in your locker room. She's been around the universe. She's seen some shit. She's been around the universe and I think has, if I remember, I could look this up. I could fact check this, but we're going to go from memory. I want to say we're talking about somebody with roughly 36 years of experience. I think Metroid came out in like 86, maybe 87. We're, we're going to give her 86, give her 36 years of experience. We're going to give that to her with no fact checking here. Uh, if you want to be that person, feel free to fact check us and blast us on social media if we're wrong about this. But I'm, yeah. we're going to just plant our flag. 36 years of Metroid, baby. Actually, feel free Email any of your, your concerns, your thoughts, your ideas. You want to one-up us on any of these draft picks? Email us at pods at d2b2.com. Is that the domain name we have? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. We have like two different domain names then. Huh? Why not? Yeah, fuck it. We're, we're locking all of them down. All right. Give me one more, sir. I've got enough ideas in my back pocket that I can still fill out a good defense and I can fill out some physical players. So we're going to, we're going to, we need more athletes on this team. We need more abilities. We need more things that translate on the field that you're not used to seeing. Right. So I, I want to take a guy that is just a, a, a bundle of energy, right? The kind of guy that when you think about the way that announcers refer to guys on the football field as being workout wonders or, or gym heroes or guys that are just, fireballs and balls of energy that can come out of nowhere and make moves you've never seen before. I think my guy that's going to fit that, like the guy looks like he, he literally just housed like a whole case of Red Bulls and he's got so much energy and so much ability to torque himself into a literal whirlwind before he takes off into a tornado on the field. I'm not sure what this character is or what the creature is, but I know his name is Crash, and he's a bandicoot. <laughs> well, well, well. If it isn't Crash And if you can put a guy that's got a linebacker coming at him in pursuit, and he can literally whip himself into a tornado and put the best spin move in the history of video game football on a guy... He's, the, the opportunities are endless. One crash bandicoot. Stellar stuff. I mean, this, the spin move, no question. You've got me on that. That is going to be a difficult tackle to make. How do you tackle that spin move? 
Why do you even like enter? I have a, a, a fascinating rodent-based offense so far. I've got a fox, I've got a hedgehog, and I've got a bandicoot. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. In what a, other varmint can you find out? In a, a, a series of Mortal Kombat characters. I've got the <laughs> the combat rodents is going to be my team. The name. combat rodents. Somehow better than the Washington Commanders. <laughs> Substantially better. Yeah. What's the... Yeah. I, I Actually, yeah. Imagine the Washington <laughs> combat rodents. I would buy a combat rodent jersey before uh, I would buy a commander yeah. jersey. Like, what's the <laughs> what's the nickname for the commanders? The right? Clint Commanders. That's what well, that. Uh, <laughs> I am the Clint Commander. When it comes down to business, this is what I do. Shout out Kevin Smith. That's tough to argue, but I guess I would like normally a nickname is something that like shortens a name, right? Like the right, not adding an additional the, syllable. The, 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 like I'm not like my name is Nick, but my nickname is Nicholas. Yeah. Right. You call them the commies. Like the the Packers or the Pack and the the Forty Niners or the Niners. The Washington commies. The commie. Maybe the the like the Manders. <laughs> Manders. That's like the lost cousin of the Flanders family in The Simpsons. The Manders, Manders Flanders. Who would have the best mustache out of the only guy to have a better mustache than Ned Flanders would be Manders Flanders. Yeah, and uh, I mean it would be a better mustache, but it'd be like slightly more devious somehow. Like Manders is like Ned's Wario. Oh, he definitely has a like it's like the same mustache, but somehow more sinister. Yeah, he's probably got like the mustache that like curls up on the side, like an old Viking Flanders. Mm. But like probably has like a bad like Hefeweizen addiction, and like maybe like wields an axe, and like you don't necessarily want him coming around when you're having a Christmas party. I definitely don't want Manders Flanders at my Christmas party. I want to be very clear about that. Yeah. I do want Ned at my Christmas party. Oh, actually, no, Ned's a little uh, too Jesus-y for my Christmas party. Well, it's going to be doing a lot of prayer time. I mean, it, the, the holiday is it, it is Christmas. The, yeah. the base word is Christ. So yeah. I don't know if you can be too jesus for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I think you can still be too jesus for Christmas. Not a, I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying like... They each their own. Hey, have your Jesus... Do your thing with your Jesus. Get down on it. But, you know, you can't be too Jesus-y on the holiday. Would you allow Ned Flanders to bring a guest? Depends who. What if he brought Jesus to your Christmas party? Uh, I believe he just goes by yay now, sir. What if he's wearing Yeezys? Mm. Well, uh, so we're talking Ned's wearing the Yeezys? Both. Matching pairs. Ooh, all right. Well, matching pairs, they're in. Yeah, they're in. For sure. Uh, I, I can think we could really get a lot of heavy social media clout taking a selfie with Jesus and Yeezus and they're matching Yeezys. I, I think Ned would also bring the best dessert. Like the best cookies would be brought by Ned. Mm. Ned would bring some outstanding cookies. What would Manders Flanders bring? Like a huge rack of lamb? <laughs> Manders Flanders would either bring like a giant rack of lamb or just like... Jello shots. Because he's like the Wario of Ned. So where Ned's bringing like wholesome oh. cookies, Wario's rolling in with like really trashy Jello shots made with like five o'clock vodka. That he made like after he stole Ned Flanders' Jello mold. Yeah. Yeah. The sabotage of the Flanders Jello mold was Manders Flanders' Jello shots. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ned just wanted to have some nice Santa shaped Jello cutouts, and Manders Flanders filled them with vodka. 
What happened? We well, how did we get here? Manders, mind your manders. Mind your click commanders. Mind your click commanders. You're up, these. Bring it. Oh, I've got two. Two picks at the same time. Hot. Going to consult the list here momentarily. Trying to decide just how many of these deep ones I can stave off. All right. I've got a bunch of big, brooding, muscular types. I need I need some lack of size that's going to be able to deal with the rodent side of the combat rodents. So we're going to add Captain Falcon to the mix here. Falcon Punch! Insanely fast, thin guy, going to get down the field. Maybe not going to keep up with Sonic, but I think can keep up with the uh, with Star Fox or at least come close. I think that's a really good exterior matchup. He's got the vertical to kind of keep up with him as well. Does that like jump upward, like kick downward, crazy kick thing? <laughs> like uh, I think there's I think there's a potential for that to be a really good outside battle. So we're gonna go with Captain Falcon there. What is Captain Falcon from, other than Super uh, Smash Bros.? F-Zero Racing. Ooh. Yeah. F-Zero Racing. I, I, I'm not a big racing games guy myself, but that is his origin game. And then with my other pick, it's time It's time to get my coach. It's time to get my coach here. We're going to go ahead and lock in... With the, with this really weird villainous crew that I have, I'm going to go with the craziest dude possibly in any video game history. Just an absolute lunatic. I am very excited to hear who you would consider to be the craziest lunatic in video game history. Trevor Phillips from Grand Theft Auto V. Oh. <laughs> He's a raging alcoholic. Whoa. Whoa. Now, Mr. Raspberry Jam... He died a noble death, bringing great joy to a lonely man. Loves him some prostitutes, murders a strip club owner, and just takes over ownership of said strip club. At the same time, has a military background, is very tactically clever, if not a bit of a lunatic in that regard. His tactics are usually a bit crazy. He's fearless. He's utterly fearless. You are creating and, a team that's never going to punt the ball. Oh, no. Bowser, Ganon, Kratos, Master Chief? Punts are off the table with this coach. Yeah. No, this is a go-for-it team for sure. And uh, I think he is just the madman to bring together this insane cast of characters under one united message. I think Trevor Slattery is the guy. If you were... I just want to see if you land on the same page as me. If you were an NFL franchise that was choosing this guy to lead the well, team. Trevor Phillips. I don't know why I said Trevor Slattery. Who's Trevor Slattery? No idea. <laughs> Utterly don't know who Trevor Slattery is. Who's anybody Slattery? Uh, I, I know the name Slattery. For we'll come back to this. Email us. Pods <laughs> at D2B2. If you were an NFL franchise that chose Trevor Phillips to be your leader, what franchise would you be? What franchise would pick this guy? Well, it's either one of just like the historically bad franchises like the Lions or Browns or someone, mm. or it's someone who's fearless because they can kind of make anybody work like a KC or a Pittsburgh. I think it's the Raiders. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I was wrong about all those. It's it's clearly the Raiders. I was wrong about every single one of those. Yeah. It's the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, see, also, their receiver definitely would not have gone to prison for murder because Trevor would have came in and tried to help plant a cover-up. There would have been a whole cover-up conspiracy. We would never know that receiver killed somebody. Like, although Trevor Phillips would have bribed the cops. The driving a vehicle 155 miles an hour seems to fit the GTA narrative that you've created with your team. Yeah, right. All the more reason here. I'm saying, like, Trevor Phillips would have definitely helped sweep that under the rug. No one would have known shit about that. No one's going to leak emails against Trevor Phillips because they know he would fucking kill them. Like, he's a dangerous man. No one's fucking with Trevor. Come at me. One more pick. No, that was my uh, that was my eighth. Well, then don't you dare steal my next pick because it's important to me. I I would never. I would maybe. I don't think you're going to. I went a little bit off the radar here. I went back to back to one of my favorite games as a youth. I need a guy that's going to combat your Kratos, and I think in terms of just physical stature and build, the comparisons are very very much there. The biggest difference is going to be that while yours is, uh, I believe, Greek, Kratos has to be Greek, right? I mean, the games are based on Greek mythology, I believe. Yeah, it right? stands to reason that he's Greek. Kratos sounds about as Greek as it gets. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's less, you get any more <laughs> sounds like Greek I, than that. No, I, I was actually at the store yesterday, and I saw a, a, a container of Greek yogurt that was actually called Kratos, so I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But my guy's Russian. Which yeah, I want to compliment my guy Kratos one day on the team, and he's already got endorsement deals. Like, that's how you do it. That's some good stuff. Get, get branching into that yogurt game. Although I'm not sure yogurt fits the diet of anybody on your team. I don't know if anybody on your team would – maybe Miss Marvel is a yogurt connoisseur, but you're not going to convince me that Bowser and the Prince of Persia are slurping down Greek yogurt on a Saturday afternoon before practice. Well, they weren't before Kratos got the deal. Now it's in every, but, it's in the locker room. Yeah, no, it's just there now. Yeah, and I'm sure your sketchball coach, Trevor Phillips, makes them pay for it out of the vending machine in the locker room. It's not even complimentary. No, no, but see... $2 for a probiotic. He, he doesn't scam the players out of that money. He scams the organization out of the money. He, he kind of has the organization like not realizing that it's already there for free and has them buying it. Because he wants the players on his side. So he's like, yeah, have all the yogurt you want, guys. I took care of you. And it's really Kratos' yogurt deal that took care of them. I can get behind that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Also very Raiders-esque, by the way. Oh, yeah. Very Raiders. So I'm going to go with the ever-popular Russian, uh, for the record, which makes him more angry than a, a Greek, by the way. Uh, Zangief from Street Fighter 2. <laughs> Yeah! Do you remember this mound yes, of this muscle? Yeah. yeah, big fucking dude. General Bison, he's a bad guy. If you know this, then why do you serve him? Because he paid me a freaking fortune, you moron. You got paid? Huge fucking dude. He's going to come on the field wearing nothing but a Speedo and shin-high red leather boots which I love, despite the fact that red, not one of our team colors. He doesn't care. He's he's Russian pride. I looked this up. Zangiev, slightly above seven feet. He's seven and a quarter. Seven feet and a quarter of an inch. It's apparently 214 centimeters. I don't know if they translated it very well, but 
seven one quarter inch 253 pounds sheer muscle the guy has built like a video game wrestler the amount of moves that this guy has the ability to pick somebody up jump in the air do a 1080 and then pile drive them to the ground is going to wreak absolute havoc i was thinking about this in advance when i asked if your boy master chief got to wear his helmet because he's coming off the field without that helmet if he gets dumped on the Zangief pile driver, you're out for the game. The helmet might save him. Helmet will save him. But that's my end-all, be-all middle linebacker clog the middle of the field. And I'm going to stick with clogging the middle of the field, and I'm going to draft a, a guy that's going to double act as my center and also nose tackle. I'm going to see if I can find the stats on this individual Something tells me they might not exist, but if I can find them, I'm going to be on cloud nine. Yes, I did use uh, the term cloud nine on purpose because I am going to take Kirby. Also, also from the franchise that you have referenced numerous times and from his own Kirby's adventure, but... When you think about the ability to clog a hole, which is an important thing on a football field, you don't want anybody running up the middle. you got to stop the run, right? you got to stop the other team from establishing the run. And if you can put Kirby at defensive tackle and let him inflate and blow himself up to epic proportions, nobody is getting through the middle. Kirby was one of the guys I was hoping to squeak into the late picks here. And not even just for the clogging abilities, also the transformative abilities. He can just kind of inhale whichever one of his teammates he needs to play most like in a given moment and just become a second copy. Because I'll give record to the inhale move against one of the opponents is probably holding. So I, I understand that you can't just like swallow one of your opponents in the middle of a play. I think it's fair and, to say that if you consume an opponent, it would be considered holding. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Internal but, holding. But before the play, Not to be he could consume one of holding. his teammates and become like a second Bowser next to Bowser. Or it could become like a second Master Chief next to Master Chief. Like, you know, you need to duplicate any of my guys. Kirby can do it. So he can he can inhale Zangief and then be a huge inflatable fullback. Yeah. He's also Russian. Or he can consume Sonic yeah. and be a inflated, lightning-quick running back. Yeah. A lot of synergy on this team. A lot of synergy. Also, the combat rodents now have a, a home. They're from the Forgotten Land. They're the Forgotten Land combat rodents. Nice. Nice. All right. I've got two picks left coming at you. And uh, I'm pretty proud of both of them. One is going to be doing something he's been doing his whole video game canonical life, and that is shadowing our guy Sonic around, and that's Tails. Let me just say, it is an honor to finally meet you, Sonic. Is it okay if I call you Sonic? Everyone calls me Tails. You're probably wondering why. Let me guess. Because of the extra tail? That's right. I should have known you'd get that. <laughs> Oh. I'm coming at you with Tails. I had enough rodents, I had to leave it alone. Yeah, sa same speed as Sonic, plus the ability to fly, and knows Sonic about as well as he knows himself. I mean, this guy finds Sonic anywhere. 
Tails gets lost in the game. Oh, he's back. There he is, right by Sonic's side again. Right above him, in fact. Ready to hover and make that interception on defense. Uh, the battle of the rodents on both sides of the ball is going to be one to watch. But I had to get in there with, with Tails. With all your other rodents, I felt pretty confident you weren't going to go Tails and Sonic. So I waited till late. It, it would have been a good tandem. It certainly would have been a good tandem. I I believe, is there not a couple cutscenes in the Sonic games where Tails actually can pick up Sonic? Oh, he certainly does. Ah, see, now that would have been a good ability to have on my team. Yeah. Too late. Too late? Too little, too late. Too little, too late. And my, my tenth pick, I'm going to once again preface that if this gets flagged and rejected, so be it. Ooh. But I'm going to give it a whirl. We're going to give it the old college try. And that is from the recent uh, video game that came out in November of 2021, titled Guardians of the Galaxy, about <laughs> a plucky group of star friends, one of which is a talking tree named Groot. What is it? I am so what? What's the war? Who is she? I am Groot. Yeah, you said that. I am Groot. Well, that's just as fascinating as the first 89 times you told me that. What is wrong with Giving Tree here? Well, he don't know talking good like me and you. So his vocabulistics is limited to I and am and Groot. Exclusively in that order. I feel like this one is. I think this one, the flag, has to come out. This would be like me... He's a video game character. Okay, this would be like me saying that I'm I'm taking Bane because he shows up in Arkham City. Yeah. No, flag. The flag's coming out. All right, all right. That's fair. There's a flag I, on this. I had to try. I gave you, I gave you the, yeah. the the waiver on Miss Marvel. And you had, a good, you had a good argument because I was not aware that she was not in a movie. This one... No, we're not doing this one. This one's no... <laughs> all right. Fair. Had to try. I love my my dude Groot a ton. In that case, my final pick, Ravali, the champion of the Ritos and Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh. I know I play the biggest part in helping that... <clears throat> that little knight with the darkness ceiling sword, correct? Well, if he loses his confidence after seeing me in action, don't come crying to me. I, I, I'm going to display my ignorance to this game. you got to tell me about it. you got to talk to me. You he's a bird me. person. He's strong. He's super fast. He flies all over the place. He's got a strong command of bomb arrows as a natural archer. And it's just gonna fly. he's going to uh, take to the skies. What position is this guy playing? Uh, he is kind of my, uh, my Byron Pringle, like extra receiver. Kind of comes out of nowhere. Okay. On the offense. Flight seems like a really, really advantageous ability for a wide receiver. Yeah, and I've got I two. might drop him in at counterback also. Yeah, yeah. Cornerback. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely going to be one of those guys that's in the mix with Kratos. Because I've got, like, uh, Captain Falcon's going to play a lot of running back for me. He's going to be kind of like a slot back thing going on. Tail's going to get some some runs out of the backfield. There's going to be a variety of guys getting their hands on the ball in the backfield and down the field. This offense is going to be really fucking with people in a variety of ways. And I, I think this is a great last pick to join that whole freaking chaotic mess. 
I like what you got going on. It's it's a very uh, with the I, what I'm concerned about is where does where does tails fit in the locker room? <laughs> Do you feel like tails could be getting abused in the showers? Like make it some towel uh, whipping? Like I think poor tails is just like yeah, like tails, the man. Prince of Persia, and Miss Marvel are kind of hanging out in their own side of the locker room where they're like not with the lunatics. Tails could get stuffed in a locker. Tails might get bullied a little, but. Is very escapable. Kind of just gets out like his escape volcanoes, his escape being drawn by waterfalls. Tails kind of just like pits full of spikes. Yeah, t- Tails just kind of like and gets this weird bubble that floats him back to safety. That's good. So like, yeah, he gets stuffed in the locker, like whatever. He kind of just drifts out of there. Tails ready for the hell that might come his way or her way. Uh, gender A specific Tails. I think a girl. I always assumed a girl. I don't. I never put much thought to it. We'll fact check this. Yeah. Email us. Yeah. Pause. Well, I mean, we've got the movie DQ coming movie. out in a couple months, and I think it's being voiced by a woman. Has Tails not been in any of the previous? Well, there's Sonic only been movies? the one Sonic movie so far, but was no, Tails, Tails was not. In... Tails was in like the post-credit scene. They're doing like the Marvel thing, where you know you kind of start doing the build the universe. But you've got Idris Elba playing Knuckles in this next movie. Oh, it's fucking awesome! Slam dunk. Slam dunk. That's the round out of my team, dude. You got one more pick. I, I think that I'm really, really satisfied with what I have so far. I've got a lot of abilities. I've got a lot of strength. I've got a lot of speed. I've got a lot of supernatural abilities that I think are tough to, to you don't counteract. don't have a coach. I don't have a coach, and I have one now. And uh, what I really like about this is this individual is also going to act as my director of pers- player personnel. And also the team doctor. And that is going to be from the Borderlands franchise, Dr. Zed. Hey, I got a perfectly legal and not shady job for you. Sweet. Dr. Zed is a maniacal, insane, very, very disturbed, but also very creative individual that is really, really focused on... Bodily manipulation. There are lots of quests where you are collecting body parts. You are killing other creatures to collect body parts in which he then reassembles something into a new form. So not only does my coach slash team doctor have the ability to just create players on the fly should somebody get injured, but also to combine absolute devious combinations of weapons, skags, Racks, things that can fly, things that can burrow, things that can run, things that can bite, that can just really adjust to anything you throw at me on the fly. If I have the ability in terms of a coach and team doctor that can just create something on the sideline to counteract what you're doing, that's the that's the closer. That's the all-in chip. So, so what's the doctor's name again? Zed. Dr. Zed. Yeah. It comes about 14 letters after Kratos in the Greek alphabet. That's some good counting. Thanks. Yeah. For the guy that uh, really struggled with the 54321 just mere about an hour ago. You learn as you go. Hey, that's a constant evolution, buddy. And that's what we're really here for. So that in a weird way. For the record, there are 26 letters in the alphabet, and K is 12. So it is literally 12 to I, get from Z to K. I, I, I assumed you were right about the math when you said it. 
But that is uh, all 10 rounds of this fantasy draft. I also lied about that. K's 11, but it's close enough. <laughs> Fucking. This guy with the lies. This is what I get for putting my blind faith into this human. Sold. Sold. Sold a bill of lies. So, uh, yeah, we've got 10 members of our team apiece. we got a couple little, uh, a couple fun ones coming yeah. at you. We've got a, uh, a couple little side awards that we're going to give out after each one of these episodes. It's almost time for our side awards. Yeah, and our side award today is actually inspired by this draft. Uh, it is, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. We're going to call it the Bo Jackson Award to keep it concise. I because that's really what that this game. is. It's really, of the current landscape of professional athletes, we're each going to nominate two athletes that we think are just video game good in real life. The type of unstoppable that Bo Jackson was in in, uh, Tech Mobile. Tech Mobile, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's the Cheat Code Award. It's the Cheat Code Award, yeah. So we're going to call it the Bo Jackson Award because I think that that's a deserving homage. Although Nick, for the record, did point out earlier that Deion Sanders broke this code and never gets the love for it. With no popularity. No popularity. Could just score endlessly with Deion. But there's been, I mean, there's been a handful of these over the years. You know, it's Mike Tyson and Punch Out. It's there, there's, or there's, uh, there's always the unstoppable guy in any of these sports games to some degree. But we're shouting at the real athletes who play like they're the unstoppable cheat code in real life. I think one of the most notable and hilarious sports-based video game franchise cheat codes of all time was a guy that suited up in MLB Baseball 2005 whose name was John Dowd. And John Dowd was a left fielder for the San Francisco Giants that was Caucasian and right-handed but had relentless power that nobody else in the video game had and also had an unbelievable eye and did not swing at bad pitches, would take any ball... And it was like a clear representation of Barry Bonds, who was not in the video game, but they just turned him into like a right-handed white guy instead. (laughs) But like, if you were to simulate a season, even if you weren't the San Francisco Giants, like John Dowd would hit like 79 home runs in the season if you were playing as a different team. It was the weirdest way of like inserting a guy that's like, okay, you don't want to be in the game, but we're going to put you in, but... It's not really going to be you. Yeah, you're a right-handed white guy now. Super absurd. Oof. Tough look for baseball there. It's a shame that that's about a baseball game. Otherwise, that could be the first ever installment of Big Nick's old-ass baseball set of the day. Oh, we've got one. We've got a good one coming at you. Oh, yeah. Good. You, you can close the show with that. So we're going to come at you. We have two nominees per person, four nominees in total for players that we consider to be cheat codes in real-life NFL football, were they video game characters? Are you doing both? Are you doing strictly NFL, or are you doing cross-sport? Oh, mine is cross-sport. Okay. I'll, do, I'll go cross-sport as well. I've got enough in, in, in my, my knowledge bank here that I can, I can go cross-sport as well. But one's going to be football, because we're just coming off football. Yeah, I too but have one fine. football. Okay. Do you want to lead us off, or should I lead us off? Hit me. You're you're leaned forward. You're cocked and ready. I want to hear what you got. I'm ready to fire. I Hit am. me with one, then I'll go one, then you go one, then I'll go one. I'm gonna pull out double guns. Pew pew. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go same sport. 
actual NFL player to Madden player. And uh, listen, this is a guy that I knew was going to be a tremendous athlete. I didn't think it was going to happen right away. And I was totally wrong, and it just happened right away. But I'm going to go – Jamar Chase, as a rookie, is basically a video game build-a-wide receiver, NFL wide receiver. Jamar Chase, in his rookie year, put up – it's not even like the best rookie year in history. It's also the best Bengals wide receiver year in history. For a team that's had Chad Johnson, uh, a team that took A.J. Green at number four overall, who was the best – uh, Cincinnati Bengals receiver in history. Jamar Chase had 81 catches for 1,455 yards as a rookie and 13 receiving touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 1,532 air yards. And he's not only a video game character in terms of performance, but he's also a video game character in terms of toward the end of the year, the Bengals were basically playing football like the way that somebody plays Madden. Like, I, I think about that game they played against Kansas City, not in the playoffs, but before the playoffs which would have been week uh, 17, would have been their 16th game overall, where there was a time late in the game, the Bengals had third and 27. And I want to say, I think they were on their own 46. So, you know, what, what do most NFL teams do on third and 27? It's at the end of the pass game. Bullshit. That's it. Exactly. That's the, that's the third and 27 play in the NFL. It's totally predictable. Everyone knows you're going to throw a screen press. But you probably get 10 yards out of it. You probably kick a field goal and you come off the field with points, right? Which makes sense. Uh, no, the Bengals are like, fuck this. No, we're not doing that. They throw a, a, a go route. Jamar Chase just races down the field and they get a 30-yard completion and end up getting a touchdown on that drive. So they complete a 30-yard pass on third and 27, which is literally what you do if you're playing Madden against your buddy. If you and I are playing Madden, I'm not calling a screen pass on third and 27. I'm chucking the ball down the field and I'm hoping something happens. Like Burrow even said it in a, in a post game interview. He was like, yeah, if I can, like I'll just throw the ball down there and I'll just assume that Jamar Chase is going to go up and get it. I mean, literally 266 yards in that game by far and away the best rookie performance of any wide receiver ever. Also the best Bengals wide receiver performance ever. And like I said, he, he's already the best receiver in team history. Yep. Year one. Not bad. Ever. Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase in a video game. Yeah, Jamar Chase is definitely an athlete who plays like a broken video game character. That is an excellent nomination, my friend. And I'll, I'll stick with football with my first nomination. Mine is also a receiving threat. One Mr. Travis Kelsey. The way that, the way that the Chiefs manufacture getting this man the ball... And the way he's just so reliably available for 15 yards up the middle and another 10 as he falls forward is just mind-blowing to me. Year in, year out, no one can solve this equation. Or if they do, they solve it for one half and then he gets six catches for 90 yards in the second half. But it's ne- you don't see this guy get shut down for four quarters. He finished last year <coughs> with... 1,125 yards receiving, 92 catches, and 9 touchdowns. Previous season, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. Previous season, 1,200 yards, only 5 touchdowns. Before that, 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, this guy's had 6,000-yard receiving yard seasons in a row now. I've never seen anything like this guy. He's incredible. I know we're talking real sports here, but uh, if you want to like translate it in fantasy sports where there's clearly a 
a good parallel there. Like in the last six years, Travis Kelsey has ranked amongst tight ends one, 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 two, one, one. Not bad. I mean, the consistency is is unparalleled. I, I don't know that anybody at any position has ever done that before. No, I, I would have a tough time believing that someone has been number one five of six seasons at their position. I'll flat out say I refuse to believe it's ever happened before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's been some great running backs. There's been some great quarterbacks. There's been some great receivers. But none have maintained that level of positional superiority through the years that Kelsey has. Unstoppable machine, Travis Kelsey. He, he plays like a broken video game character in every way. He's just like, defenses know that the Chiefs need 15 yards, and they're probably going to go up the middle, and poof, there he is, just getting it anyway. Well, and you're you're immediately reminded of, or at least I'm immediately reminded of, the, the uh, late conversion prior to kicking a game-tying field goal to go into overtime against the Buffalo Bills in the division series, where the Chiefs are approaching the line of scrimmage, and they had just broken the huddle, where Travis Kelsey had apparently told Patrick Mahomes, I'm not going to run that route. Like, they had a play call. Their coach called a play, and in the huddle, Kelsey says, yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm just going to find an open seam, and I'm going to go there. And if it's down the middle, that's where I'm going. If it's outside, that's where I'm going. And then they get to the huddle, and if you watch the replay of this, and if you can turn your volume up enough, whether it's on your computer, television, phone, whatever, that you can hear Patrick Mahomes while he's going through his cadence, he actually looks at Travis Kelsey and he just yells, do it, do it. And sure as shit, Travis Kelsey just blasts to an open part in the middle of the field and they convert, I want to say it was like a 26-yard play with enough time to get a timeout and kick a game-tying field goal on a drive that they had 13 seconds to start. It was one of the most incredible sequences of football in my life that I've ever watched, that final two minutes and then that overtime. I had chills watching that football game. It was unreal the the way you're talking. This team is now 98% favored to win. Oh, no, now this team is 99% favored to win. Oh, wait, and we're going to overtime. Yeah, you thought the game was over four times in the last two minutes. Yeah, incredible. And, yeah, that that's cool to know that play came off of something like that where he's like, no, I'm just going to – I'm not running that play. Yeah, I'm just going to go somewhere open. And the quarterback says, sweet. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then reminds him at the line of scrimmage, yeah, do it. Yeah. Badass pair of those two. What's your second nomination for video game character? This is going to be pretty entertaining. I, I am going to start out with uh, Little Mac. Do you know who Little Mac is? I do not know who Little, Little Mac is. Mac is the famed boxer from the Punch-Out! series. Originally Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! Then rebranded as just Punch-Out! on the... Uh, Wait, we're going real athletes here. Yeah, I'm comparing the video game character oh, to the real life. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought, yeah. I thought, my yeah. apologies, sir. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Little Mac is 17 years old. He's five foot seven, and he weighs 107 pounds, and ends up working his way through the minor circuit, the major circuit, and then the pro circuit, and then ends up beating Mike Tyson, assuming you won the game in Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Little Mac from the Punch Out series is Jose Altuve. From real life sports. Jose Altuve is also five foot seven. He's a little bit bigger. He actually uh, comes in at a hefty 165 pounds. And he also made his debut. Well, he didn't make his debut at the age of 17, but he was signed as a free agent by the Houston, uh, Houston Astros. 
at the age of 17. Uh, Little Mac is from the Bronx. Jose Altuve is from Venezuela, which most people from the Bronx are from Venezuela. <laughs> and despite his minuscule stature, I mean, Jose Altuve not only finds a way to put up unbelievable numbers, but he's also a clutch guy. I mean, you're talking about the, the walk-off home run against the Yankees in the 2017 ALCS. We're talking about lots and lots of big game hits. For a guy that small, I mean, the numbers that he puts up on an annual basis are are through the roof. I mean, he's a seven-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger Award. He's won the batting title three times. He's led the league in stolen bases twice. ALCS MVP, AL MVP, World Series champion. For a guy that small, you would never assume this is a guy that has the ability to hit 341 and just wallop home runs. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Nice. Far from my favorite player. Sure. One might say one of my least favorite players. But Probably. you can't deny the ability. Yeah, can't deny skill. That you, I, uh, I give you credit, sir, for acknowledging your own personal biases where they might land and blowing right past them Yeah. to give the man his due. I don't know if that counts. Does that count as a video game to real player comparison? I was trying to get a little bit cute. Yeah, no, I think that's a great comparison. I imagine that Jose Altuve is much better in the video game than you would guess based on his appearance at a glance if the man is 5'7". I imagine that plays. Uh, A.K.A. the Bo Jackson Award, as we're also doubling this. Mm. Uh, My last nomination is in the NBA world, a man who has basically redefined this entire era of basketball, Steph Curry. Yeah. Steph Curry, of course, not alone, but in large part has shifted the way today's NBA is played. This is a guy that is just a cheat code of a shooter. This is the guy that if you took your NBA 2K build a player and you only focused on everything shooting statistic-wise and nothing else and played a couple seasons in a row and just maximum padded those stats, you might become like 80% as good a shooter as Steph Curry in the video game. He's unstoppable from everywhere. The dudes introduced this 30-plus foot shot to the NBA that now a few guys have in their bag that's like, oh, yeah, he should take that shot. Like, you actually – I've never seen a basketball player before Steph Curry came along that when they'd shoot near a near half-court jumper, I'd be like, oh, that's probably going in. And with Steph, I see him, those, I see him take those shots, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably going to make it. You see him shake people off the dribble. You see him do all these things that were so video gamey and so not NBA protocol once upon a time that are now like the thing that NBA guys try to do. And it's been an incredible evolution of the sport to watch in real time. (laughs) The way that basketball has drifted towards the three-point shot because all the numbers say you should. Can I throw some... Some fun Steph Curry stats at you. I love fun Steph Curry stats. Uh, Steph Curry was the first individual to ever make 300 threes in a single season. And then one year later, he became the first individual to ever make 400 threes in a single season. Like, this wasn't good enough. I'm going to go ahead and break my own record by over 30% the next year. (laughs) 402 threes in one season. Now, the next stat is what makes the previous stat even more impressive, is that 
he's the all-time leader in three-point percentage. So we're not talking just quantity. We're talking right. quality and quantity. Yeah, this which isn't is the really... J.J. Redick effect where it's like, oh, yeah, J.J. Redick was impressive for being a 50-40-90 guy, but he was shooting like four threes a game and making around two of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not six a game. Not ten a game. Well, and making... Not yet. Like, not ten to twelve threes a game and making 50% of them. Insanity by one Steph Curry. He also has the highest free throw shooting percentage in NBA history. So he's not only deadly from deep, but you can't hack him because you're just going to give him free points. Can't hack him at all. And that is why Steph Curry is my other nomination here. So in review here. I've got one more. Can I throw one more? Oh, sure. Well, surprise fifth nomination. Oh, one more stat. One more stat, yeah. Ah, Steph stats. Yeah, hit me. Uh, Steph Curry is the only player to ever score more than 50 points while making one or less free throws. On February 25th, 2016, uh, Golden State was playing Orlando, and Steph Curry scored 51 points on 20 of 27 shooting, where he shot one free throw, and obviously made the one free throw that he shot. Only player to ever score 50 points with one or less attempts from the free throw. That is... Hardcore AF from my man, Steph. But we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of D2B2. We'd love to get your votes on which of these four game-breaking athletes you think is the most like a video game character brought to real life. Is it Travis Kelsey, Jamar Chase, Steph Curry, or who was the other one? Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve, of course. Impersonating Little Mac. Impersonating Little Mac, of course. Make sure to let us know on the Twitter or the Instagram. You'll, you'll find the polls put up on both those spots. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, do all those things. It's so nice of you to do. We want you to keep listening. We want to engage with you in whatever stratosphere you want to engage with us. And uh, as always, you stay classy, planet Earth. Thanks again for checking out D2B2 Sports. You can find us on social medias, on Twitter at D2B2 Sports, and on Instagram at D2B2 Sports. Also check out what we're doing with Good Fun Media, After the Laugh Track, a sitcom deep dive podcast talking about our favorite shows, breaking down favorite characters, all sorts of craziness in that world. Also going crazy deep on the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Morons of the Multiverse.